We got a place for people who beat up kids. This cockroach your old man? Go suck an egg. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to Podstalgic. This is a movie podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are doing an older movie. And joining me for 1990s, Dick Tracy, is my brother Phil. Hey, Phil. Hey, guys. What's up? You talk to me, not my listeners. No, <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, uh, so you've been on here before. Um, the, the last time you were on, I think we did the uh, back-to-back Power Ranger movies. You know, we did the 1995 movie and also... The uh, the new release 2017, right? Last year? Yes. Yeah. So you also uh, host a podcast of your own called Off the Turnbuckle. That's correct. And can you tell the listeners a little bit about it if they uh, haven't checked that out or this is the first time they've heard you? Okay. Uh, well, for those who don't know, uh, we are at OTT Podcast. We're very niche. We are a strictly a wrestling podcast. We generally watch... The weekly shows, both WWE Raw and SmackDown Live, and we were supposed to be putting out an episode every week after we watch both shows, uh, but we've been on a hiatus lately because of work scheduling, and also my co-host has recently had a kid, uh, so unfortunately we haven't been able to put out any new episodes. Yeah, congrats, Billy. <laughs> yeah, congrats. Um but yeah, uh, just, you know, again, check us out at OTT Podcast. And if you like what you hear, subscribe. There you go. It's a wrestling podcast for the wrestling fans. So, um, yeah, I, I listened to a few episodes, you know, when you first released. Uh, it's it's a wrestling podcast, all right. So <laughs> I, I, I'll stick with my movies. Uh, but yeah, you are literally my brother, not like from another mother or anything like that, you know, from the same father and mother. So right. I think I told you off mic yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I mentioned that I don't have you on here as nearly enough, so that's uh, something we should remedy in the future here. Uh, But yeah, we are going to talk about uh, Dick Tracy, but before we do that, we're going to go back to um, June 15th, 1990, and see what else came out that same weekend. Uh, Also in the box office, we had Gremlins 2, the new batch. Yeah, I don't really remember that movie. Uh, that one got a little, a little bit sillier, kookier. Uh, I think most of the happenings are inside a mall. I feel because there's a scene with like the oh, movie theater okay. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that you know, Gremlins two did okay in the box office. Dick Tracy actually doubled, you know, and kind of ruled that weekend. Uh, also, the number one song at the time of this movie's release was "Hold On" by Wilson Phillips. That a song you know? No. Did you I ever probably, watch I mean, Bridesmaid? Uh, no, actually, I skipped that one. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the song where it's like, uh, someday somebody's gonna make you want to turn around and say goodbye. Nope, I don't know it. Uh, okay. No, I would have recognized that, but that's not something I remember. 
Yeah, well, I don't have the greatest of voice, but、uh, you know, it's something to that effect. But yeah, it's、right. a, it's a good song, you know, and it was featured in、uh, Bridesmaid.、Uh, so yeah, there you go. All right, so Dick Tracy.、Um, I mentioned that this came out summer of 1990. Is, is this one that you remember、uh, us watching when we were younger? I do, but a little quick trivia. As I was watching the movie, like rewatching it, I don't remember a lot of the things that happened in the movie. Probably、right. about 80 percent of it. Uh, so that's、uh, you know kind of weird considering eighty percent. Yeah, eighty percent. You didn't remember. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I would say I was about.、Mm, I remembered quite a bit of this, to be honest with you.、Uh, I remember the reveal of one of the villains, you know, and we'll get into that later. Right.、Uh, but I don't think I saw anything that made me go, "Oh man, I don't." I don't remember this at all. I feel if I had to put a number on it, I'd say I remembered probably about ninety percent of the movie,、uh, and also when the movie came out, I was what I had just turned seven, and I do remember the trailer very、uh, well. Not very well, but there were some lines.、Uh, there's some. I don't know how quotable this is, but、uh, but there was definitely some lines that really stuck out that I feel you know was uttered. Uh, on the playground at school or something like that, you know, like go suck an egg. You know, I remember、oh, yeah. kids saying that、um, all the time.、Um, I should have written them down, but a lot of it I felt came from kid. You know, is probably where、uh, I, I feel he had some of those quotables. But、um, yeah, this、uh, it stars Warren Beatty、uh, as Dick Tracy.、Uh, we also have Al Pacino who plays Big Boy Caprice.、Uh, Madonna plays Breathless Mahoney, who is the love interest. Well, not quite a love interest. She actually works for、uh, Lips, who is a、uh, bad guy, and definitely not a love interest. But she's she's something.、Uh, Kid,、uh, that's his name. He is played by Charlie Cosmo.、Um, uh, I think he's mostly known for Jack from Hook, and also this movie,、uh, and a lot of other people too.、Um, you know, just kind of throw out like actresses' names. We got Seymour Castle. Dick Van Dyke has a small role in here. Kathy Bates, Dustin Hoffman, William Forsythe,、uh, who plays、um, Flat Top. He's one of my favorites. Actually, we'll probably get into that too.、Um, Mandy、uh, Patinkin. People re- will remember him from、uh, Princess Bride.、Uh, James Caan,、uh, Paul Sorvino. Just、uh, who's who, right? In this movie, I don't know if you recognized、uh, some of these faces, but there was one person in here. That I didn't, I didn't know who it was until this showing, and that's only because I saw the credits.、Right. But、um, do you remember the scene where Big Boy kicks the the pianist whose name is Eighty Eight Keys? Yes. Okay, so、uh, he kicks the the pianist, and Madonna, you know, she she makes a comment or whatever. But then there's like another guy there. He's like the club owner. He also works for Big Boy. I'm trying to find his name here. He is. Oh, he's、uh, Big Boy's his accountant. You know, his, his name is Numbers. Nope, doesn't ring a bell. Anyway, he is played by Principal Strickland from Back to the Future. Ah.、Oh. Yeah. So they gave him like a mustache, some glasses. He's got, I don't know if it's fake hair or real hair, but he's got some hair and maybe a mole on his face. So very unrecognizable.、Uh, but if you if you know it's him, you can hear his voice for sure. Well, that's some trivia for you. Yeah, so I thought that was、uh, really interesting.、Uh, so a little refresher: Dick Tracy.、Uh, he is a detective who has a girlfriend named Tess, and they are of a certain age. And she's she wants to settle down, 
but you know he's got uh, his his career here as a detective. He's always on the go. Uh, Dick Tracy does own the very first Apple Watch. I'm pretty sure. There's this kid that kind of gets involved. Uh, Dick Tracy saves him, uh, and now he spends the movie trying to put him in an orphanage, but also uses him for help in detective work. I don't know. And then Big Boy, who is the new bad guy on the street, right? He takes over for Lips, who was running what looks like Gotham. Um, <laughs> Funny you say that, because a lot of the music that was playing in the movie felt like watching the original Batman movies with uh, Michael Keaton. Do you know why? Is it, I don't know, from the same director? Not same director, because uh, I think Warren Beatty directed this, but it was um, it's the same composer it's uh, Danny oh. Elfman you know who's gotcha. done Beetlejuice Batman Batman Returns uh he he's used in a lot a lot of movies to include this but you're you're right the the movie opened up and the music I felt instantly was like oh it sounds like you know peewee uh Beetlejuice it's you know it's very yeah. carnivaly <laughs> I don't know if that's that, that's <laughs> definitely not a word but um it, it sounds a lot like the Batman movies as mm-hmm. you mentioned the look it kind of looks like batman too like you know it doesn't look like gotham in batman returns but the 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 town you know it's obviously fake but the colors are very vibrant uh so it kind of reminds me of like edward scissorhands a little bit in that aspect but not only that this has a lot of similarities to wait for it the dark knight Mm, maybe big boy is heath ledger's joker Oh, okay. You know, no, I, I he, see it. I see it. He wants to come in. He wants to take over the town. There's even a boardroom scene, which almost kind of goes down the same way as the Dark Knight. You got this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot of right. similarities, a lot of parallels. Uh, so I couldn't help but make comparisons to like, man, this is Dark Knight. I feel like Christopher Nolan stole this, you know, from Dick <laughs> Tracy. Uh, yeah, because a lot of the similar beats are here. Tess, you know, she wants to settle down with Tracy, but she wants him to have a desk job. Well, uh, Rachel Dawes? Was that? Uh, I forget her name. Uh, you know, Maggie Gyllenhaal, um, Katie Holmes's character. Oh, uh, I don't even know. She was pretty... She was very, like, minor for me. Okay. I know well, you're her. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she also... She wanted to be with Bruce, but not when he's out as Batman, you know? And so there's, again, a lot of similarities. And so, you know, this is based on the comics, you know, for those that don't know. And I don't know. Maybe Batman was a big inspiration uh, for Warren Beatty in making this movie. But I feel this was also perhaps an inception, you know, to for Christopher Nolan. Because you see what I did there? I see. Inception. Okay. Oh, I heard. I heard what you did. You heard. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, yeah, just... A lot of similarities. You, you guys got to watch it uh, for sure. So before we get into like some of the scenes and stuff like this, uh, overall reaction, what do you think? Uh, I didn't dislike it. It's really hard to explain it. I felt good about the movie, but I don't think it was that great. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, I think it's too well written for what it's supposed to be. You got a lot of these big named actors. You know, Paul Sorvino plays a small role and then, you know, uh, takes a bath is what they call it, right? That's when you submerge them in uh, cement and then bury them, right? That's taking a bath. Uh, again, James Caan, Al Pacino, you got huge, huge, huge actors. And Madonna, who, you know, um, 
it was the soundtrack to a lot of like people's uh, uh, lives in the eighties, right? You know, a lot of her music. Yeah, you know, she's huge. So clearly, the movie did well in the box office. I just never really thought about it. Mm-hmm. You know, just because hindsight, you're like 1990. Oh, it's Dick Tracy. It's like it's for kids. But then you watch the movie. It's like an hour 45, which I feel is a little too long. But I think the characters are pretty good. Each person has like something to do. Like, I, I don't feel like this is really Dick Tracy's movie. He's a character yeah. in this movie. And Tess has has a you know a big role too. kid. Uh, big boy, you know, big boy probably has one. Well, you know, he's probably the lead if you think about it. Uh, again, kind of like Joker's Dark Knight. He's he was basically the lead. Batman took back seat in that movie. Yeah. So I thought it was really well written, and uh, it had really good villains. And I think you know this movie could have easily been oversaturated with characters, but I thought Warren Beatty actually did a decent enough job uh, to kind of you know just show the ones that are necessary. But uh, who, any of the villains, did they stick out to you? Like, did you have a favorite that you were like, oh, man, I could use more of him? Uh, I wouldn't say favorite. I actually was pretty fond of Big Boy. Like, he okay, he quoted a lot of uh, historical figures, and I thought that was pretty cool. Like, any time he gave out a speech or, you know, said anything, uh, he would also add in, you know, like a speech from, like, like Jefferson, for instance. He would add a speech there, and then like, kind of like giving a lesson to somebody. I don't know. It's a... Uh, it was He's pretty, smart, right? Yeah, it was, He's, it was pretty yeah. neat. I like. I quite enjoyed it. Um, okay. It it showed that he wasn't just like you know some hood rat that didn't know much. Like he actually had brains. Yeah, I mean, again, kind of like Joker. He Joker comes off as a freak, but he is very smart, right? Yeah, very smart. Um, yeah, same thing with uh, Big Boy here. He. He has all the pools, you know, he's got the plugs, he knows people who knows people. And so we don't get like a backstory, really. He just kind of comes in and takes over the territory, you know, as gangsters do in the 1930s. Um, I think the the person I like the most, because I feel he's le- legitimately scary, like uh, Big Boy, you know, he's kind of, uh, kind of hunched over a little bit and his facial features are really exaggerated, so he's kind of... Is kind of uh, creepy, but I think Flat Top is scary. Like um, the way William Forsyth he plays him, you know, uh, and some of the lines that he says too is just he 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 is played like a real gangster. Yeah, uh, and that's the, I think that's why maybe a lot of these big names were cast for this movie is um, they wanted to do their due diligence and not just be like, oh, we're not. You know, it's basically a superhero movie, right? I mean, Dick Tracy is, in a sense, a superhero. He's got... There's one scene where he... he there's like a montage of him just fighting, you know, a bunch of people. And some of the some of the action is just so silly. Like, one guy, he uppercuts him and he goes flying like in Mortal Kombat, you know? Yeah. And so so it is essentially like a, like a superhero movie. I mean, it is based on a comic. But I thought it was written for everybody and not just for kid directed at kids right so uh, i think having said all that i i feel maybe they should have gone towards a younger audience because i guess i had it in my mind that it was for a younger audience and so mm-hmm. i felt the movie was kind of long it didn't really feel that long though like so it was, it was an hour and 45 minutes and mm-hmm. when i was watching it 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 didn't it really didn't feel that long at all. It felt like just a little over an hour, if if that. But maybe that's just like how good they were at pacing. Right. 
so let's get into uh, some of the details here. Um, what do you think about Dick Tracy and Tess? Uh, we get a few scenes with them inside the uh, Mike's diner, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the movie, which I like too because there's this ongoing joke between Tracy and and Mike, who who owns this uh, cafe slash diner. Uh, anytime Tracy's eating something, he always makes like this really, you know, like a rude comment to Mike, but it's like, it's, it's like a loving brotherly relationship that they have. Right. You know, like, um, I think one comment he was like, uh, it was, I think it was chili Tracy was eating and he made a comment about the chili. And then there was another time he's all like, Hey, you know, this tastes different. What you do? Uh, clean, clean the bowl, (laughs) you know? So. So I like yeah. that uh, stuff with Mike. But what do you think about him and, and Tess and her wanting to settle down? I actually like their dynamic. It was pretty interesting to see a person that was so invested in his work, but also conflicted because like, as much as he wanted to be a police officer uh, or a detective, um, he also wanted to live a, a normal life. But he couldn't because he was, I guess you can say, married to his job. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he's he's that and obviously he you know, they he's just a detective, so I don't know how high he is like in his precinct or anything. He's yeah. got his own office. He doesn't really have partners, but he's got colleagues. Um so he's very much invested in his job and anytime they're going to have a serious talk, him and Tess, he always gets interrupted by his Apple Watch. His Apple Watch. Yeah, I mean, hey, it, it is all right, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the kid. The kid gets introduced, and I, I do remember the scene where um, uh, Tracy chases after him because the kid stole, like, somebody's watch, mm-hmm. which um, it, it leads into, like, some kind of shack where this this bad guy, he's just eating food, and the kid has stolen the watch for him, you know, to, to uh, basically barter for food i guess like you know that's that's what he does right he steals things and then he gets something in return from this guy yeah. but i remember watching in the theater and there's a scene where it pans like um it's shot from outside the shack and the shack's going like back and forth because uh tracy's like kicking his ass yeah so i thought that was funny and i remember the audience laughing uh, at that as well so that is one thing about this movie like uh it's it's also funny at parts so i, I kind of briefly mentioned how big boy uh, kind of shows up. He gets rid of Lips and takes over Lips's club. Uh, and anybody that works for him now works for Big Boy. Anything he owns is now owned by Big Boy. Um, so the scene where Big Boy does get rid of Lips, uh, it becomes a crime scene. I'm not sure what led Tracy and all them over there, but Tracy does some like detective work, and there's like an earring that he finds that he pockets himself. Which I don't understand why, you know, like why is he keeping that for himself? Um, because I don't think he's met Breathless Mahoney at this point yet, has he? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because he then goes to the club, and that's I think that's where he meets her. He notices that she's got like one earring on or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think about Mahoney, Madonna, Madonna Mahoney? Uh. Apparently, her and Warren Beatty were dating at this point too. I thought she played a pretty good character. Uh, it was it was from an audience perspective, like pretty neat to figure out what her motives were. Not much different than if you were Dick Tracy yourself, and uh, 
Like, I, I was trying to guess whether or not, you know, she was being deceptive or being legit. Um, yeah, I guess that's, like, the only club to work for or something because she takes some abuse, like, some physical abuse from Big Boy, too. There, there's, like, a few different scenes where he just slaps her across the face. And apparently, like, in IMDb, it says that, you know, like, uh, Madonna actually, like, that hurt her face, you know, being slapped. And she just never told, like, Warren Beatty about it or something. Because mm-hmm. um, I guess he allegedly did not know that was going on. But, like, dude, you're filming it. <laughs> like, how do you not know she's being slapped? But I, I, I thought those slaps looked pretty real. Yeah, I can agree to that. They did sound it, anyway. Yeah. See, this movie's so long because there's, there's a lot that happens. Uh, there's... Dick Tracy gets kidnapped twice in this movie. And so, like, the first time that he he gets kidnapped, I'm like, oh, this is where they set him up. And it doesn't happen. What ends up happening is that Big Boy tries to bribe him, you know, so that, that way he'd, like, work for them. But he refuses. And that's it. But then later on, we get this faceless, uh, you know, villain who kidnaps Tess and Tracy and then frames Tracy. You know, he starts... That the faceless uh, villain did, does he have a name? I think it was No Face. Was it No Face? I think so. I know there's a little face. That's the thing with like all these villains too. Um, all of their nicknames are their character traits, right? You know, kind kind of like uh, you know, like the good old days, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what what good old days? I mean, I'm not that old, but you know what I mean. Like you know, from back in the day, they they all had nicknames. Pretty Boy Floyd, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, but you know, this this faceless dude, he took like uh, Tracy's jacket and stuff, and and, and frames them. Um, and I don't know, it's it confused me for a while, like what was actually going on because I knew who it was. Like, was that a, an actual reveal to you, or did you remember that was Madonna? I didn't remember. I didn't remember until the very end. Okay, see, so so it did fool you because I was like, wait a minute, that's her. Why is she setting him up? Because I thought it was Big Boy that set him up uh, before. So I definitely remember things differently. That's why I said I didn't remember like 80% of the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, there's one scene in here that uh, I thought was shot very, very well. It, it was, uh, it took place in the cemetery and it was at nighttime and like a uh, big boy and I think four other guys, they were walking towards somebody, but it was walking towards the camera, mm-hmm. but it was, um, it was like five silhouettes, but you can see what colors they're wearing, right? Because they're all wearing like solid colors. I thought that was a really neat shot. So uh, a little bit about Big Boy's Club. Um, it is illegal, right? Because back in the day, having clubs like that, uh, gambling is illegal. Right. So there's this little raid led by Tracy, and Big Boy is alerted. And then they you know, do like the, the whole switching of the walls, and uh, one lady's holding like a tray of... Poker chips? Yeah, poker chips. And then, like, she flips it over, and it's, like, a bunch of boxes of cigarettes. So I thought that was kind of cool. Like, they have, like, these safety precautions, so that way they they aren't caught, you know, with a legal activity. Yeah. But it's, like, the thing that confused me about that was the poker chips were exposed, and when she flipped them, they They didn't fall over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it would (laughs) like, if she had, like, you know, like, slid a cover over or something, like, that would have been more believable, and honestly wouldn't have been taken away from the whole like switching thing but it's whatever yeah it's a nitpick but i'm right there with you 
let's uh, let's talk about the rescuing of Tess, which takes up like the entire third act. Uh, we have a huge shootout outside the club between the bad guys and the cops, um, and then it, it turns into a chase. Right, Tracy is going after a Big Boy who has Tess with him. Um, and then they end up fighting in some kind of tower that reminded me a lot of like that bell tower in the first Batman movie. <laughs> right. Remember that? So like um so they fight up there, even Big Boy falls down like uh you know, from the very top of the, the tower, very much like one of the one of Joker's minions in the Bell Tower too. Uh-huh. You know, in Batman. So very, very similar. What did you think of the end? Did w- w- did you think the pacing was fine? I thought that took forever to get through. Uh, so okay, starting with the uh, the whole shootout uh, that you mentioned earlier, I thought it was very anticlimactic because uh, you had all of Big Boy's henchmen basically being cannon fodder, and I felt like they didn't really go down swinging. I felt like they just kind of went down very puny, like. So it kind of kind of made me angry, like like flat top. I was expecting him to do more than just get shot down. Um, the chasing scene, like the clock tower, though, like I did, I did feel like it dragged on a little bit. I just, I don't know. I felt like it could have been more. Yeah, but that that okay. might just be a, a nitpick. Interesting. Okay, so you could have used a little bit more at the end there, and I just thought it dragged. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest though, this does play off like a, like a real gangster flick. But the fact that everybody's wearing like you know bright colors, I think there's they only use like six or seven different colors throughout the movie. You know, in terms of like the clothing, mm-hmm. um, it it uh, like aesthetically it looks like a comic book, but the movie is filmed like an actual you know like a gangster flick because you know Warren Beatty was like in Bugsy. You got uh, Al Pacino and James Caan were in The Godfather, Sorvino. Uh, just uh, again, all these people that have been like in mob movies before. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I th- I thought it was pretty good, but it was just really hard to not make the comparisons um, to, you know, the two thousand eight, uh, the Dark Knight, um, the very end. You know, so there's a bit of an arc, I guess, kind of not really. So Tracy decides that he does want to settle with Tess, and this is probably the most unromantic proposal <laughs> in cin- cinematic history. So yeah. he never outright asks him to marry her. Even Mike, uh, you know, so this is taking place at the diner. Mike, who owns the diner, he's like got his hands on his hips like, Tracy, come on, get on with it, man. We all know what you're trying to say. Just say it. You know, it doesn't, but you could read that on his face. Right. And so Tracy's just like, oh, well, uh, uh, you, you know, and then gets interrupted by his Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty lame. I'll go that far. It was pretty lame. Um, yeah, and th- and then he d- he ends up giving her like the uh, the ring, you know, with the box. He just hands it yeah. to her, you know. And I forgot what he says, but I'm just like, wow. He he never still doesn't say it. Still doesn't say, "Will you marry me?" You know. He's just kind of like, oh, you know, you live alone, I live alone, and you know, we have a lot in uh, common. W- yeah, we have a lot in common. And it's like, dude, you you suck. I I understand you're a detective. <laughs> <laughs> I understand you're a detective. What what is it about you that that te- that Tess loves or whatever? Yeah. What is it? I, I so I wanted to see it wrapped up nicely, and it kind of did. It It kind of just pissed me off. I'm just like, wow, come on, man. Well, you know, maybe if they do like a a remake or a reboot or something, we'll get something better. Well, I I hope that it's a different story. That's not the Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, do, did you have any other uh, notes of the movie or anything else that, that you liked that we didn't discuss? Not too much. I uh, I, I did want to kind of talk about Dick Tracy. Like, I actually liked the way his character was portrayed. Not that I know much about his character because I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I never read the comics or anything like that. But I, I liked I liked how it showed that, you know, throughout the movie, like, every conflict that he encountered, like, you could see it that he was trying to keep composure and you know stay true to himself and i i really like that about him mm-hmm. as a character uh kid kid was kind of annoying at times but that is expected considering his age and whatnot yeah uh, but i i thoroughly enjoy, I enjoyed him as a sidekick role if you label him one he he really wasn't needed for this but i think for the fact that uh you know the younger audience who may mm-hmm. not be familiar with the cartoons which i watched I, I used to watch the cartoons you know if if they weren't familiar with who dick tracy was this kid was supposed to be like us right that's the reason that we were going to go watch this movie was well hey there's a kid in there but he doesn't do very much and they keep saying how they're going to take him to the orphanage which doesn't happen but I don't know. I feel like he was just written in there to, just to uh, make it seem like it's a it's a more f- family friendly movie. Because yeah. I think there's a, a body count of twenty seven. You know, it's not violent, but there's definitely some shoot 'em up and killings in here. Yeah, they weren't really graphic either. Uh, yeah, it was all implied. So, uh, one thing I did read, I don't know how true this is, but apparently uh, Macaulay Culkin was uh, considered for the role. But he opted to do um, Home Alone, you know, which ended up being like the number one movie of the year. I think I heard about something like that, to be honest. Yeah, I I don't know. I wonder if this could have been like, oh, you know, that Macaulay Culkin, uh, Culkin classic uh, Dick Tracy, you know, like would he <laughs> ha- also have been known for this? Because again, like uh, even Charlie Corsmo here, he, he wasn't given like a whole lot to do, really. They give him like a temporary badge later. It was just like... Oh, you know, it'll be real once you come up with a real name, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, he's got some lines, and, you know, that's that's really it. Some lines? <laughs> when do we eat? Oh, God, that got really, really annoying. Yeah, yeah. We we get it. Like, we, we see him eat, and we know how hungry and starving he is, or, you know, he had been starving, but... I swear it must have been like eight times. When do we eat? You know, and oh, that that got a little annoying this time around. I don't know if it's <laughs> because I got my podcast hat on. You know, like would that still work now if I was just watching it for fun? Uh, uh I don't know. I mean, I was watching it for fun, but I got annoyed. Yeah. So. Well, would you watch this movie again? Oh, you know that's pretty hard to. It's pretty hard to say. Uh. I think I would. I, I I'd probably buy this. Um, I liked it enough. I, um, I am curious to see if there's any like special features out there. Uh, just because, you know, this movie. Um, it this is an Academy Award winning movie. It won I think two or three. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Well, I don't know if I'd buy it. I'd probably watch it again, but I definitely wouldn't recommend it to people. Okay. Um. So it did win three. Oscars. Um, let's see. It won for best art direction slash set direction, uh, best makeup. Again, like all the villains look great in here. Yeah. And best music original song. Um, sooner or later, I always get my man. Uh, Al Pacino got nominated for best actor in a supporting role. So there you go. You said you really liked him. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, if they if they did a reboot, uh, what's that what's that guy's name? The guy that plays Poe Poe Dameron in the new Star Wars movie. I feel like Oscar he could be Isaac. a big boy. That's it. Yeah. 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 He looks like it. I like that. <laughs> he could. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you can you can plug in anybody that's hot right now too. I mean, just just because there's such um there's so many characters in here. It's funny, you know, Prune Face, uh there there was like a trivia saying that people, you know, considered like asking Ronald Reagan to play Prune Face. <laughs> and uh, the the director was, or no, Warren Beatty was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, well, who would you, who would you cast really as a flat top? Flat top. If, uh, hmm. Yeah. Your That's a tough character. one. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, just because I mentioned like Christopher Nolan and he likes to recycle a lot of his own people, Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy would be a great flat top. Really? Yeah. Can't really see it. I mean, add prosthetics and stuff like that, but he's a good villain. Well, I mean, I haven't as really lo- seen a as whole lot of movies he doesn't with Tom do Hardy, his so... uh, Bane voice. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Uh, I think you should check out Warrior. That's a, that was a pretty good movie with him in it. Warrior. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of movies, but I I think that one you'd actually enjoy. Is it? I know you kind of. I know you're kind of picky. Uh, recent is like 2012. I that's feel not, that's not bad. That's yeah, not bad. it's a uh, two brothers who uh who fight each other in, uh, in MMA. I feel like I know about it, but yeah, I know I haven't a, seen it. Yeah, his brother's a teacher. He plays like a marine. And uh, they both enter uh, this tournament, and and then their last fight's against each other. Okay, I might have to check it out. Yeah, see what that's like. All right, so it sounds like I'm a little bit more positive on the movie than you were. Uh, but Rotten Tomatoes has this movie uh, fresh at sixty five percent, and on IMDb. It's got 6.1, which is actually still pretty darn close. So they're right about the same, just a little above yeah. 6. Do you agree with that? Do you think it's too high, too low? No, I actually agree with that. I was going to say I'd give it like a like a good like high 6, low 7. Yeah, I I was leaning on like a 6.5 or something like that. Yeah. I, again, I thought it was pretty good. At least it wasn't too, uh, over two hours. I feel like when you told me how long it ran, I thought you were telling me it was 140 something minutes. I was like, man, that's that's two and a quarter. <laughs> but yeah, you meant you said an hour 45. I just heard wrong. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Like, uh, the, the, uh, I do like this conflict in here that uh, you know Tess has been wanting to settle down with uh, with Tracy, and then you got Madonna here trying to like put the moves on him, and then at one point Tess even like walks in and sees them kissing, you know, and um. So it's again. I thought it's pretty well written for for what it is, and this is actually. I wish. I wonder if people think back and like, oh, Dick Tracy, like that kids movie, but no, watch it. You know, it's actually for all ages. Like, I I think grownups would like this too. Like a as a straight up gangster movie. You know, if you can just get past like the makeup and the silly looking villains, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so that's it, Phil. So I want to thank you for coming on the show uh, to review Dick Tracy. Uh, just let the listeners know where they can uh, find you uh, on the social medias and where they can hear your show. Okay. Uh, well, you can find me at Sapphire Hero. The O and Hero is a zero. But we are on SoundCloud and we're also on Podbean. Uh, Podbean would be where we have all of our stuff archived, though. 
SoundCloud, we might not have anything. I, I'd have to double check. But it's uh, podcast, OTT, iPodbean. And for the listeners, just check out the show notes. I'll have those links um, right there for you so it's easier to find. And before I get into my contacts, I just got a couple uh, reviews here that I'd like to read. Uh, the first one comes from Cinnamon Pod. Uh, it says, great, five stars. Love the show and love all the information provided. A fun and enjoyable listen. Check it out for sure. So thank you guys over at Cinnamon Pod. And the second one comes from uh, former or previous guest, um, Epic Film Guys. So it could be uh, Justin and Nick or Justin or just Nick. So one of those guys. It says, fantastic, fun, and informative P dot dot dot. So that's the thing I hate about, you know, the Apple podcast. It doesn't read like the entire title, but uh, it's also five stars. Uh, this show is as fun and informative as it gets for movie movie related podcasts. Every week, a new guest is invited on to talk about movies new and old. The opening of this podcast will get any fan of Back to the Future excited and ready to listen. Do not miss out on this show. So that that's it. So thank you guys there. Uh, for me, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at PaulStalgic. And you can also um, find other contents that I produce to include uh, another podcast called We Got Five. Uh, I am currently covering Unsolved, the murders of Tupac and the Notorious B.I.G. over at TV Ate My Brain. All of those can f- uh, also be found at CortemParts.com. And if you guys have a moment, please consider leaving an iTunes review. That really help out the visibility of the show. If you guys check out Off the Turnbuckle, leave them a review as well. That really help uh, help us all out. Most definitely. Appreciate it if you guys do. So I want to thank everybody for your guys' continued support. And we'll see you guys next time. Sooner or later you Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.